Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Good Humans Podcast with me, Cooper Chapman, chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. What's going on, you good humans? Welcome to guest episode 106 of Good Humans Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. You're going to love today's episode with two great friends of mine, Doss and D. These guys are bloody legends. A big thank you to our sponsors, Drink a Rapper. These guys continue to support this podcast. They support the community of the Good Human Factory, and they're supporting all of our brains. They're a brain performance drink and also a calm and clarity um, product for our brain. So it's all been developed by neuroscientists. It's this amazing black currant juice that yeah has been tested and proven by clinical studies that it's really good for our brain. So short-term brain performance, they have an amazing drink and also long-term brain health. They have brain shot products. They have capsules. They have powder. Just all of this amazing stuff that is with their beautiful, beautiful black currant formula that's good for our brain. So if you head over to their website, drinkarepper.com, and you want to take your brain health a bit more seriously, use the code Good human for a big 25% off. Be very appreciative if you go check them out. You can also find in the cold section in Coles and Woolies. Look for the purple bottle in a glass bottle. It's delicious. Uh, big thank you. A big thank you. Not really a thank you. If you want to check out The Good Human Factory and learn more about our workshops, please head over to the website, thegoodhumanfactory.com. I do run these amazing workshops with corporate groups and high schools, trying to encourage people to develop some very simple mental health skills by sharing my story, sharing some of the things I've learned. And yeah, we've had some incredible feedback. So head over to the website to check that out. Also on the website, use the code podcast for 25% off all of our merchandise. We have some amazing stuff that can really spread positive vibes throughout your community. So go check that out. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, do me a huge favor. Hit that five-star rating, leave a review, hit like and subscribe. All of those little things make a massive, massive difference. Cost you nothing, but can really help me out. So thank you if you go and do that. All right, today's episode, Doss and D. These guys are bloody legends. From down in Melbourne, I met them a few months back. I had They, they have their own podcast. They're creating a sick little um, yeah, like little production company. And it was really cool just to hear their story. We have so many similarities about trying to break out of the status quo and chase a career that doesn't really have a clear path. Um, learning about both of their individual upbringings was really interesting as well. We have some very big similarities with a few of them. Uh, well, I have some very big similarities with a few parts of each of their lives. And yeah, it was really cool to see these guys having a crack um, and doing some amazing stuff, inspiring people with their content and really just trying to yeah make the world a better place. So let's jump into the chat. Welcome to Good Humans Podcast. Dawson D, Wade and Danny, how you guys going? Mate, awesome. Stoked to be here, actually. It's, uh, it's exciting. So I'm so pumped, mate. We're up here uh, on the Gold Coast for... Uh, few days and it's nice to be able to connect and uh reconnect with you you've been on our podcast which was nice and uh, i'm stoked to be in the uh the studio mate the studio the bedroom whatever you want to call it's it mate. it's a great setup we it love it is. Yeah. it's really nice but it was um yeah cool coming to meet up with you guys down in melbourne jumping on your podcast it's uh it's really cool to see what you guys are doing chasing this inspiring content and just having a crack in your 20s which is what mm. i'm all about as well and what you guys are about so we're going to catch up to your story, how you guys got into the amazing work you are doing now, living this fun, carefree life, trying to inspire people. 
But we're going to rewind back and get to know your guys' story first. So the first question I do open Good Humans podcast with is a very simple one, and I'm going to ask you both separately. It's what are you grateful for right now? So we'll start with you, Doss. What are you grateful for today? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I'll probably say, this is going to sound like a really cliche, but I'm going to say grateful for D because this is the first time I reckon we've ever sat together and done this. And I'm, I'm sure we'll, um, we'll talk about the journey. But even right now, I'm like, wow, this is so special that we get to sit down with you and talk about what we're doing because we're always interviewing other people. Mm. So I'm grateful for D that we've been able to do what we've done and, and I guess reminisce and talk about our journeys. I'm very much the same. As uh, Meatloaf said, you took the words right out of my mouth, Doss. Because <laughs> uh, uh, that's literally was going to be my answer. So like I said, we're... Through our situation, which we'll get into later, Doss is living up here for three months in Kingscliff, uh, northern New South Wales. And this week is the first time where I suppose we've just focused solely on content. Um, and I'm just grateful. We've done a lot of reflecting over the last you know, few nights and it's been three years of a you know, real struggle and a real journey and real uh, having a crack. But to get to it now, it's just like, you know, just spend a few days connecting with awesome people, banging out some awesome content. I'm so grateful for Doss and for uh for where i am right now so yeah good on you guys i love that it's it's nice that you bring that up it's something that i was speaking to my partner about yesterday she just got back from being overseas and i was telling her i saw a psychologist a couple weeks ago i went to my first therapy session which was great and the therapist was talking to me about this idea of like you seem like you're always like so grateful for what you're doing but are you proud and i was like hmm it's and just the way that you kind of explain that it's nice sometimes to reflect and be like you're chasing content like you're always trying to stay ahead like you don't take much time to i mean once again cliche to stop and smell the roses so mm. hopefully this is a good opportunity for you guys to yeah. yeah stop reflect a bit on your story catch us back up to where you are now and yeah tell us where you're heading so yeah let's um let's jump into the story let's start with you dos where'd you grow up let's uh, talk about life up to yeah, high school love life what we need to know about you okay. to understand the sort of man you are yeah today. it's good um Oh, my, my childhood. Actually, I'm going to pause you go. guys. I've got to do something. So, go for it. <laughs> Good Humans podcast is sponsored by these legends, Drink a Rapper. It's a brain performance drink. There's one each for you guys on the table. Oh, so, yeah. it's a neuroscience drink um, developed by some amazingly far smarter than me people. Uh, it's got a New Zealand neuroberry, pine bark extract, uh, L theanine. It's got no caffeine in it, but it's scientifically proven to make your brain perform better in the short term, but also have long term brain benefits. So, Give it a little shake. What is this? What's, what's um, a black currant flavor? Do you like black currant? I love flavor? black currant. Oh, you're gonna like. Did you like Robina? Love Rob. Oh, okay, love Robina. you're gonna love this, but this is actually actually healthy for you and scientifically. I don't true. know if you remember Robina Squeezy. It was a little Robina in a squeezy pouch. That was my favorite drink. Well, I like the fact it's no caffeine. Yeah, cheers. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, great it's for the um. Cheers. I have usually my coffee in the morning and then I'll um, have one of these for kind of long-lasting energy through the day. So you do drink coffee? Yeah, I'll have yeah. like a coffee in the morning. I finished my coffee before you guys got here and it's then beautiful. this is kind of like, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Ralph, what do you think? Yeah, Ralph's, <laughs> Ralph's the boys filmer and um, yeah. This you guys beautiful. like it, I'll um, get them to send you something, they're legends. Mate, they're awesome. lovely. Because I'm doing a caffeine cleanse at the moment, so uh, yeah. that is beautiful. Well, there you go. All right, let's get into the chat. Guys, oh, well, let's go to your childhood. Yeah, oh, childhood, geez. All childhood up to high school. Yeah, so we'll pro- family we'll probably start. So you. grew up with um, two sisters, so one of three kids. I'm in the middle. And so I guess my childhood revolved a lot around um, my family having a business. So my dad had an event management business. And from the age of, say, five, my lifestyle was purely based around dad's business. Dad was a salesman. He ran big events. He was heavily involved in the sports and entertainment sector. 
and, and growing up, it was, you know, we lived a really cool life, like mm. in event management, going to cool places, meeting all my footy heroes because he was working with them. Um, the business was from home. So essentially, like my dad created this lifestyle where he had his own business, but he was able to be there for us kids. Nice. So like what I remember of my childhood was just like always, it was just always family. So mum, dad, mum worked for dad. They had girls working for them in the office at home. And it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, like people, they have mum and dads that go and work a job and, and they don't see them. Mm-hmm. I got to see my parents every day, which was amazing. Dad would pick me up from school. Um, and then, yeah, I guess going through high school, um, well, that's where me and Dee met. But I, I remember always being just a sport-obsessed kid, AFL. We're from Melbourne. We're yep. Melbourne boys. Mm. Only wanted to play AFL. Every, that was the only dream, the everyone. only thing that I wanted. Um, and you know, we really laugh about it. But we work. You work at an age. I would have been fourteen. It's a good story actually. And I know I was always like a chubbier kid, and you know, probably didn't realize it when I was younger. But always overweight, struggled with my weight. And um, I remember, yeah, being upstairs one night. I would have been fourteen, thirteen, and like. I had the realization right before I went to sleep. I was like, I'm not going to play AFL. <laughs> it's actually not going to happen. Like, cause everyone was getting picked for the squads and like, I was had a knee injuries and that was all I wanted. And I remember going downstairs, my dad was watching TV and I actually remember like being quite emotional about it being 13. And I was like, I'm not, it's not happening. Is it? And then dad was like, oh, oh, it's not mate. Like I've been there too, essentially. Like yeah. he, he was like, you know, he was real about it. And, um, you know, but then I then was, solely focused on, I want to work in the AFL then. So I worked really hard. I worked in the VFL system, which is under the AFL. And um, from the age of 12, I used to work in the VFL. And then, yeah, got to got finish high school, went to uni, did sport management. Um, okay. But I always had this kind of external drive of like, I didn't want to live life normally. Mm. I'm going to say that. No, that's when you said right normally, you mean wage, nine yeah, to five. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, and Dee will touch on his story, but... Um, I had that role model as my mum and dad doing that way of life. Like it was like, it was never a nine to five. It was always um, on the move. It was having your own business. It was, they, they showed me the way of like, you know, and they never put pressure on me either. Like, I don't know about you, your parents or D, but like at school, I had fun. I loved school. Yeah. me too. School was like my favorite time. Year 12 was the best year in my life. Mm. I still talk about that. Um, what about your sisters? If you kind of followed the family route of outside, just quickly, like, what are your sisters doing now? Yeah, so they're so well, similar. Like, yeah. they both, like, my younger sister, Camille, she's almost start, finished her studies being a teacher. Oh, my little sister really? just finished primary really? school teaching, graduated like two days ago. Really? Wow. Yeah. There you go. Hey, congrats. She must be pumped. Don't tell I... me your other sister's a nurse. <laughs> is she <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> That's nuts. Taylor literally just finished her course. She's a nurse. Oh my Are you god! Serious? I've got a sister, Olivia, who's twenty five, who's a nurse at Royal North Shore. That's crazy. And my younger sister's a primary school teacher. That's nuts. So That's we're, nuts. We're pretty much twins. That's, oh no, no shit. And um, <laughs> so basically, um, but at the same time, like all three of us have all been a little bit like lost in some way. So what it would have been? I'll quickly touch. Like, it feels weird talking about yourself. Yeah. Um, but like, so in in twenty sixteen, um, my dad passed away from cancer. So we lost Sorry, my dad yeah. and then in the midst of all that, and it was very fast. So it was, I was 21. I just turned 21 and, um, yeah, it was between diagnosis and then when he went, it was eight weeks. So it was really fast. And then in the middle of that or after that, 
um, I'm 21. I'm working out. If I still want to stay in uni, do I want to work in sport? I guess when something like that happens to you, that's when I was like, nah, like I'm, I want to do something that's like life's too short. Oh, Give something, something a crack. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. Like I had no idea what it was. And then, yeah, I guess going through all that, we sold the family business, which was hard. I think when people talk about death and grief, like it's the person moving on, but our lifestyle completely changed. Everything went from like working from home in the business and doing cool shit to now like all of a sudden we just live normal lives like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, now I'm doing what we're doing. I've been down many different paths in terms of trying different businesses and working out what I want to do, but we've found our yeah. found our groove. We're gonna catch up to that sort of post school period, but we're gonna go over to D now. Let's talk about your upbringing. Well, what was that like? If you guys are twins, then uh, I think we're triplets because <laughs> our story is very, very similar. So I've got two sisters as well. I grew up. I've in got there. three, so I've got the. Okay. I've got the bit. one. Extra. <laughs> oh. But um, very similar to Doss, my old man um, runs an events business. He was an international speaker for well, now thirty-five plus years. Um, Travelled the world speaking. Started sort of in the eighties when uh, when keynote speaking was just starting. So not everybody. There was no podcasting. It was very difficult to get on TV, radio. Where he kind of was a celebrity in the business space. Um, by the time I was born, he was running events businesses, um, very similar to DOS, but more focused on business to business. And my mum was a stay-at-home mum. So I was very fortunate growing up, with, and my sisters too, we were, again, loving parents, never had any pressure on us. Um, we were allowed to make our own decisions, our own mistakes, never got forced down any you know um, paths. So they said, look, you guys just back yourselves in. Um, similar to Dice, I was a chubby kid as well. Um, loved footy, was footy obsessed. And I thought from 10 years old, I was going to play AFL as well. I was decent at footy, but I was, you were better than me, but I was, I was overweight. I was fat. And, um, and and the the difference I think between our parents was dad kind of, I think through me, he was living through me and thought, you know, maybe I will make it. And uh, up until 16, he was still pushing me, pushing me. But, um, I was a bit different through school. I hated school. Um, when I remember finishing primary school and I was always quite good academically in primary school. Um, I always did gifted children's programs and things like that. And then it was just, it was like a switch. My brain went off when I went to high school that suddenly I didn't like school. I just made the decision. I hated it for no other reason than probably where I grew up um, on the Mornington Peninsula, the kids that were older than us that living in the area, they weren't into school and they used to talk about how shit it was, blah, blah, blah. And I just adopted that mentality. So I didn't try at school and I went from being quite high grades to just being totally the opposite. I was D's and F's and my parents couldn't understand. And and now that I reflect back, um, I don't think I was very good socially, funny enough. I had my close mates, which was Doss, another one of our good friends, Jai, and a few of the other boys back home. But I didn't really, just through my attitude, I didn't go to parties, I didn't drink, I didn't, you know, I didn't touch alcohol till I was 22. So I, I never got into that party kind of thing, but my attitude was really poor outside of sport and my really close friends and family. Um, and then I dropped out of school at 17. Um, I decided it wasn't for me, went into the workforce and actually worked with my dad. So I worked with him for four years, which was really special. And through that time- And like keynote speaking? And like uh, events, events, events. Yeah. So putting on business to business events. And the beauty about that was I got to meet, you imagine any industry, I got to meet the top of the game so lawyers uh, accountants uh, whatever yeah. whatever industry tradies you'd meet them all and i could decide okay maybe i'm interested in that industry totally not inter- interested in that yeah. and it was just it was a good period to grow up but that time period was really interesting my parents separated and through a result um 
a circumstance that was, you know, unforeseen, I had to actually take over the mortgage of the home. So I was... And how old were you? 19 or 20. And I took on this 750K mortgage, um, which meant that all my wages each week would go straight to the house. I was living off like 50 to to $100 per week. Um, not saving. How does that happen? It's, no, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, too hard to go it's into. very hard to explain, but it's basically my parents in, in a nutshell, they didn't want anything to fight over. They decided to separate, um, because they just must've fallen out of love. Um, the kids had all grown up and they decided, all right, we're going to go separate ways, but we don't want anything to fight over. I was still living at home. Mum, my sisters went with mum. I stayed with dad and, um, like still locally, there was yeah. no, there was no bad blood and they didn't want anything to fight. They didn't want to go to court. We wanted to keep the house. My vision was I'd keep that home as a family home as we all grow up and have kids of our own and everyone can come back there. Obviously, that didn't end up happening. But um, cut a long story short, during that time period, I lost I lost 30 kilos within three months. So I lost a rapid amount of weight very quickly and through that time, gained a lot of self-confidence and changed who I was. So from being this very shy person, suddenly I was very confident. Um, from going to being scared to talk to girls, suddenly I was you know, speaking to a lot of girls. Jumping on them. (laughs) Dating girls, doing okay. And and in that time, like I just, through, I suppose, that whole house situation, I really grew up. I did a lot of solo traveling, just get on a flight to um, the UK, to America, totally on my own, nothing booked, just one night accommodation and just hop around the country and just don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. But, and that, that just changed my whole perspective. And through that time, I looked like a totally flogger. I had, you know, bleach blonde hair, nose rings hanging out, fake tan um, to the max and just chasing girls around America. And then when I got back from there, um, the part I left out was I was actually studying uni at that time, which was weird because I dropped out of school and suddenly I wanted to go to uni. So I decided, all right, what I'll do is I'll have to go back to basically you finish year 12 on the side, do an extra year, hop into uni and then study sports science, which I then decided I didn't want to do. But towards the tail end of that America trip, we sold the house. I'd moved to the city and Doss and I, this is where we came in. Um, he was starting his own podcast. I bought mics. I was going to, my plan was I'm going to travel around the world, just interview cool people. And then we kind of, through long conversations, we both had that entrepreneurial drive. We wanted our own business. We didn't want to be nine to five. We read the four hour work week, which I think I saw, yeah, I saw that as well over there. Yeah, um, book that totally inspired us changed our lives changed both our lives and then suddenly it's like all right (laughs) tim ferris tim ferris and we're like you know what let's let's try and make a life of our own and luckily because as you've just heard our lives are so parallel as we grew up we're like let's go for it and that's kind of where we find ourselves today yeah so let's talk about that next i'm trying to like piece together the timeline here yeah you worked for like four years after finishing School. school with your dad paying the mortgage and then yep. you're like, all right, I need to, tri-. is that when you were paying the mortgage when yeah. you were working for your dad? Yeah, I was. So he was paying me, but 95% of that wage went straight to the mortgage. And that was up until the age of about 23. Oh, and we were laughing about this the other day because when we were younger and I was probably just first year out of high school, I used to look at Dean and think he was super rich <laughs> because he was working. Yeah, like, working so hard, but didn't know that. But I didn't realize he was I going kept through, it quiet. He never told yeah. any of us, all his best mates. We didn't even know. Well, then did you get like a clip of the house when the house sold? Because you were no, so funny enough, it just through. So, so we didn't. It, it's it's hard to explain, yeah. but it's through poor poor financial choices across many years um, that basically we walked away with not a lot. And what was left was I decided I was so sick of the situation. Dad 
nearly passed away. He got very, very ill. It, it, at one stage, we thought he was on his deathbed. And that was a decision. I'm like, I'm selling his house because if he passes, I can't. I, I'm, I'm. I can't do this because he was. He was helping me obviously with yeah. half of it. Um, and you're working for it. And and we're told by the doctors. So you're worried about. Okay, he's going to pass away. That's what we've been told. We're going to him trying to be positive. He's having emergency surgery every day. He's since actually had a leg amputation. But um, we're being told. Okay. Yeah, you're just trying to think of all these things. So we decided, right, we're selling the home. And I was so kind of not traumatized. That'd be a, an unfair way to put it to people that do go through that. But I was just over it. Mm. So I said, mum, you get half. Dad, you get half. I want 10K. That's all I want. 10K from this, from from whatever we got back. And wash my hands from it. Dad, you go live your life. You know, you go get your new place. Mum, you go off. She's remarried. Go live your life. And I'm going to go live mine. Mm. We're And then now few years later we've never been closer yeah it's, it's funny like, enough i find yeah. stories like that so mm. well like especially like hearing your story doss like your dad passing away with mm. cancer your story like fuck we all live such unique mm. lives we all go through the craziest things people just aren't aware of and like yeah. it's so important to have empathy and like mm. be able to listen to conversations like this and listen with an open mind and if you're listening right now make sure you kind of the next time you see a friend going through something go oh i wonder like what's actually going on. And it takes a bit to like kind of step out of that and not judge people when you see them doing some stuff that might not sit up to your beliefs and your mm. values. But I wonder why. I wonder what they're going through. Or maybe they're paying their mortgage for their parents. Or maybe their dad just passed away from cancer at 20. Like, fuck, we all go through tough times. That's so true, mate. It's yeah. deeper conversations too. And the deepest conversations we had when we started having deep conversations was in our, one of our best mate's spas. And I'll never forget it. We used to sit in the spa at Jai's house. Yeah, Jai's, yeah. And suddenly we'd all open up at 18, 19 years old. And I, yeah, I remember they were deep, like it was, weird to, it was weird to see your mates cry. And one of our other mates, like he went through something where he's one of his close friends suddenly passed away 21 years old, which is a totally sad mm. story in itself. But yeah, you don't see that nowadays, the vulnerability side of things all coming out. But back then, um, which is not that long ago, it's 10 years ago. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a bit strange to kind of see it. Really, really yeah. strange. Well, let's jump into Doss and D now. So when did the idea come about? What is Doss and D? What, where the names come about? What, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's the vision with what you guys are trying to do? Like I'll give you an yeah. example with the Good Human Factory. My whole thing is connecting curious minds with simple mental health strategies. Yeah. I have a pretty good idea what your guys is. I was looking through some of the content recently, but yeah, what, what is, what's the vision and the goals with Doss and D? I mean, it's, and what it's, is it? it's, it's changed. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it evolves. Def- like, it's definitely evolved. Um, I think we'll go back to kind of how it started. So Doss D, essentially, it's a podcast right now. Um, but what we are, it's, it's more than just a podcast now. It's We've kind of created more. It's, you know, the, the podcast is one arm of the, the content umbrella, essentially. Yeah. Um, but how it began was basically I was working a, a nine to five. Um, I, got, I got poached by a company, good money. I would have been, you know, 20, 25 years old. Um, and I left the job that I enjoyed and loved, but I left for money to go somewhere else. Mm. And then... What was the job that you enjoyed and loved? Well, I was working for the guy who bought my dad's their oh, management okay. business. Yeah. So I was working, I was looking after all my dad's clients. Yeah. It was amazing. And then I went for money. And for then, another event? No, nah, completely different. Selling selling PowerPoints, Cooper. And it, this man is... Like he wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Nor would I, by the way, but when it but comes like, to eating tools. A big, like, a big electrical company, like a big French yeah. company. So I got poached by one of my clients who, you know, they were them and went there and, and 
I was living in my little two bedroom flat with my ex partner at the time. And, and I was already kind of questioning that relationship before I probably started this new job. And then the job came, COVID hit, um, in Melbourne, we were locked down and I was like, I was unhappy. I was in, I was not, I, I, I wasn't unhappy in the relationship, but I was like, I'm in this two bedroom flat. I'm 24, 25. I'm working this job for money. I'm not happy and I'm settling like like so mm. quickly. I was like, there's there's so many other things I want to do, mm. but I don't know what they are. And then we would have phone calls, like like hours, hours, hours. Mm. We're both reading for our work week and we're kind of like, what do we do? We, we started drop shipping. We started other things. Yeah. We were like, we want to create something other than work for the, the Flexible man. lifestyle. Flexible yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And then... We were like, what? I started a podcast of my own. It was called The Passion Project. And I got like two episodes or something. And it was going to be similar. Interview people who, about their side passions, about, you know, they work a job, but they do something on the side. And then Dee was going to start his own podcast. And then, but I asked him, I said, do you want to come on my podcast? And he was like, oh, I was going to ask you to come on mine. And then we were like, <laughs> should we together. think of doing something together? And then, yeah, and then we, how long it took us a long time to come up with a name and what our mission was and like, what were we trying to do? Yeah. We just wanted to create something. We didn't know what it was, didn't we? We wanted to be, we had that creative, every, and we believe now in all our conversations, a lot of people, nearly everyone's got some creative drive in them. Absolutely. And for us, we wanted to get it out because you can sit on your ass for so long and have all these ideas and maybe one action. day, oh yeah, exactly, actioning. And I'm grateful, go back to gratitude. I'm so grateful we came together, but um yeah we just we 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 thought well what can we actually talk about we're not finance gurus we're not xafl players we haven't come off reality tv what what can we actually talk about where someone would listen and gain some kind of value and then through looking at our own stories we're like all right why don't we talk about the 18 to 25 year old bloke the guy that's going through that period of his life where he's now dating he's having sex the first time he's going through money problems, relationship problems, family issues, career body confusion. Image, career confusion, all those kind of topics. And that was the base of it. Let's just tell our story and hopefully it'll relate. And then I think you'll probably understand this, Cooper, is that a lot of people start podcasts. They think they've got a lot to say. They do their 10 to 15 episodes and then they go, now what do we talk about? <laughs> so we'd be meeting up on a Sunday morning. I'd be driving down. We'd walk along the beach and we'd be like, "What the fuck are we going to talk about today?" We try, we just can't. We're, we're just trying to think of some kind of topic, and it got kind of difficult there. Then you throw in COVID, so mm, suddenly we're doing guess, it well. It? We're not even we're not even interviewing at this stage. Oh. We're thinking about interviewing, um, and for us, we started interviewing local business people, local creative creatives. People that were doing some something a bit unique yeah. that wasn't the nine to five, um, and that's kind of how the interview started, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was like started interviewing a few local people, and then, um, you know, we ended up ending the relationship I was in and yeah. moved back home, and then in that period, we started interviewing people at my mum's house. Yeah, and then mum was nice enough to let us interview some of these people from our community, and then we were like, let's move out together. But we, so we live probably an hour southeast of the Melbourne CBD. Yeah. Originally. So the, we're Mornington Peninsula boys. So it's like the beach part. That's where of the speaking share boys are from. Yeah. 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 Same school. We're the same school yeah. as one of them. And yeah. they're good boys. And basically, we were like, let's live in Melbourne. That's where, that's where it all is. Where that's what's happening. Is, yeah. So I, I always wanted to. D did for a period of time. He share housed. So he lived, moved into Hawthorne. And then we were like, now we're going all in on this. Like, 
he was still working at jobs. Yeah. Um, so were you working for still this job that you didn't really like the power? So I company. quit there. You quit there. Yeah, I quit there. Lived off savings for like a month, and then I literally and that's also the hard thing too is your your ego takes the biggest hit. I had to then go back to like, you know, just a casual job at a nursery yeah. like outside. I've got a degree in sport management. I've worked cool jobs. I've earned good money, and now I'm outside. It's pissing down rain in winter. I've got a raincoat on, and I'm sorting plants. Mm. But I'm like. I knew why I was doing it. I'm doing it because we're doing this every Friday yeah. and it's going to start to build and yeah. build and build. And and then we just, I don't know, we just all of a sudden guest profiles started coming up. Probably the podcast game, like which you're in, like all of a sudden we, we saw people like you and, and mm. other creators and maybe we can collab with other creators and then you start seeing, you know, you build a bit of a following and mm. then all of a sudden other people start listening and you can reach out to one person and... You know, it, I guess the snowballs. Yeah, the the guest profiles grew, and then that's where we started creating different content. And we w- moved away from the self development kind of stuff because our approach was now instead of ramming it down people's throats, read this book, listen to this podcast, do, get up in the morning, have a cold shower, get rid of all that. Let's actually prove to ourselves and to those that listen to us that we can create this lifestyle. Um, and those that come onto our show and you listen to their stories like yourself, then people gain the inspiration from you. And they, they listen to us because they think we're fun. Like we, we're more entertainment show now. We, we're an entertainment show. But the underlining message is that we still have gone against the grain. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's kind of evolved into, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I guess the, the initial mission was we want to empower the 20-somethings to, what was it? Empower the 20-somethings to, to chase their secret ambition. To chase their secret ambition. Now it's probably still aligned with that in some way, but we're just we're just trying to have fun whilst doing it. Mm. And with that fun, I think our content's now turned into we interview people of all walks of life who have a story and have gone against the grain a little bit. Um, and but on the side of that, we want to show our personality through fun content. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What's been the biggest challenge? Are you guys and you guys are both still working jobs now? Or Dawson D starting to pull a bit of a income so you can support a little bit? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it's a hard one, especially with two people. I find it hard to like my podcast, it wouldn't be enough to support me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. Yeah, it's like, well, we both now, like, it's funny, we've both now gone back to our old roots. So D's back working for his dad a couple of days a week, and I'm working um, back in my dad's business for that company again a couple of days a week. But our perspectives have changed from that. First mm. time we did that in those yeah. businesses. So now we're so much more flexible. Mm. So we've gone into these companies, <clears throat> pardon me, with a bit more, not leverage, but like with a greater perspective on like, yeah. I would be happy to go back and do that a few days a week, but also know that I'm my, my actual goal and yeah, being up front with them is saying it's that. We have exit strategies, which mm. is hard to go to an employer and say, we only, this is what I'm prepared to do and my goal is to be is out to, of to get out of here, and for them to be and luckily with my dad, he's so yeah. supportive. So he's able to say, as long as you create the exit strategy, give me notice, and and yeah. I'm, I've got a system that when yeah. you leave, that there's no exactly yeah. right. But the thing is, Coop, and that's why it's really interesting for us. We made a decision. We never started Dawson D to make money. That was never the goal. Yeah. But when we started getting sponsorship opportunities or opportunities to go out on behalf of a brand, like with drinks, for example, and and create content at different events, that's when it switched. But through our background and our network, we said to each other one night, we're not going to sit on our ass anymore and wait for it to come. Let's go out. We've got networks. We've been in the industry four to six years. Let's go and approach people and just say, this is what we're doing. These are our goals. Can you support us? 
So that's where it switched. So we went and funded it ourselves. We sourced people to get behind us and that worked to a degree. <laughs> but the other thing we did is we're like, we're having all these people come to us. How do I start a podcast? How do I create content? How do I make TikTok videos? How do I put subtitling out? We're like, we're giving all this free advice. All these small businesses are struggling for content. Why don't we provide a service that a small business can come to us? We go into their business. We do a six season, uh, six, six, episode. six episode season of their show. You get the lights, the cameras, the, the mics. We'll cut everything up. You've got content for days. Each one-hour podcast you do will give you 15 podcast clips. And we created a, we've created a little business on the side of that. So that's really what funds us. So it's not relying on sponsors. Now we do have sponsors, which is fantastic. But we didn't want to wait for that. And it's cool. It's creating that opportunity to pull that exit strategy even closer. Because yeah. that's something you're passionate about, making content, helping other people with it. And it's... um. Yeah, it's a good strategy. That way you're doing what you love more, you get better at your craft and then it just True. transitions back into your own um, into your own podcast and whatnot. So yeah, what's been, do you think, the biggest challenge and how have you persevered through those times that are tough? Because I know just as well as you yeah, guys, you looking at the podcast numbers can be a bit disheartening, especially the first what, 50, 100, I'm talking about before oh, yeah. we started recording. Like, I just hit episode 100. You guys are well and truly over 100, yeah. We're, we're nearly 150. Closing on 150. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we're close. Yeah. But... Well, I, the challenge, there's a lot, there's so many yeah, challenges. Yeah. So back to the initial question, we're now able to work two days a week on it. So we're able to pay ourselves two days a week each. With, with Dawson Day. With Dawson Day. So for us, the initial challenge was time when you're working five days doing your actual job, which, you know, like that's anyone's challenge. That's reality. If you want to like try and create something, as you know, Cooper, like you got to, you know, you got to pay your bills, you got to mm. buy your brekkie or your expensive coffee or like, you know, being a being a pro surfer, I mean, like you've done something unique before this anyway. Mm. For mm. us, we were like, the the hardest thing and the biggest challenge has always been trying to, trying to edit all audio, all video, all, um, it's, it's, it's just so much work um, for not a lot of reward at the start. And that's, I think, I can't remember the exact stat, but it was like, I saw a video the other day. 90% of podcasts yeah, don't get past episode 10. Yeah. And yeah. out of those. It's such a great. Another 90% don't get to episode 20. I think Chris Williamson from Chris Modern Williamson, Wisdom yeah. spoke about it. It was like, you're, you know, if you're, if you get to 50 podcasts, you're, you're in, in the top, the top 1%. 1%. Yeah. It's nice. And like to know that we're nearly at 150, um, is pretty amazing knowing that and we're not stopping like yeah. in our mind too i think that's where i think a lot of people who do do this i can understand why people get disheartened and stop mm. i can totally get it yeah um what what do you think well okay. also being transparent it's like we look at people like you for example and we can compare and go fuck like cooper's absolutely flying like we're wrapped for you we're so happy for you but the comparison is so compa hard yeah, like, yeah i'm sure you feel the same i like, think about this i've got a pretty big podcast but i don't even have the biggest podcast in my family my yeah. sister's got a huge really? podcast yeah yeah my sister my sister did a million downloads in her first 12 episodes wow <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I and it's like, half a million after three years and a two hundred and fifty episodes. Wow, <laughs> that's the thing, mate. Amazing, mate. Like, I think I think comparison is one of our biggest struggles. I mean, we can go down yeah. money and stuff. We lost. We've lost. By the way, <laughs> it's a bit of a funny story we told on our show, but we lost all our content over hundred episodes. Got wiped in a hard drive issue. Yeah. So, so we've lost all that. Back is it all uploaded? Not gone. Not even on. Parts, no, we've got. Yeah, we've, everything's on Spotify. Audio, audio's fine, but we were gonna. We had all the video footage. We we're gonna basically backtrack it all on YouTube. 
through the good intention of doing that, it's a long story, but we lost it. But I think the biggest thing that we say, and this is what we encourage everyone, is we, I don't know, somewhere along the line, we shook hands and said, every Monday morning at 6 a.m., Melbourne time, Dawson D, a new Dawson D episode comes out. It doesn't matter if he's unwell, I'm unwell. It doesn't matter if you're, you're, you're struggling. It doesn't matter what's going on. In your, and now we're back, we've got to the stage where we're able to backlog it in case of that event. But we took the show to the UK last year and we were literally so crook. We got so sick. We had COVID mixed with food poisoning, mixed with travel sickness. We got hilarious videos of us puking in the streets and like we're, <laughs> that doesn't sound great. Well, it doesn't sound great, but we're we're literally unwell and we're lying on these beds in this Airbnb and we can barely talk. But we're like, time's ticking. Something's got to go out. And yeah. And for three years we haven't missed. And that's wow. for us. Good that's you that's you t- you mentioned the word proud before. Not proud of you know too many things, but. Literally, the thing that I really hold our hat on is I'm like, we're consistent. Yeah, you know that every month, it doesn't matter if there's two people listening. If every two, Monday, Christmas, everything through yeah, it. Everything. Christmas, yeah, everything. I'm the same. Christmas, it, yeah. For my 28 and sober, I've done three a week that I haven't missed that day. I've been late one or two days, da- oh, probably a handful of days out of 160 episodes. I did it like this Wednesday just passed. I uploaded it in the Arvo instead of 5 a.m. because... Long story short, my car was getting towed after I did a podcast with Dill Buckley actually out the front of his um, oh, producing yeah, in Richmond. Yeah. Fucking my car was on the back of a tow truck. So you're kidding. I got home later than I would have, and then I had like dinner with a friend, and then his baby was in the room next to us, so I couldn't record. So I was like, oh, I'll fly home tomorrow. I'll record it at lunchtime and I'll put it up in the oven. So I've like been late, but I've never missed a day for yeah three a week for the last yeah year. Well, I've got a question for you then. And that so comes back hard. on. That's so hard. <laughs> it comes back on what we were saying about being hard. Like, and I know Doss has had it. I've had it. But the lucky thing is, we've had each other, mm, and we've true. never, we've never seemed to have this issue at the same time. Thank God. But I know there's times where you wake up in the middle of the night, and you go, "I'm 28 years old. What the fuck am I doing? Like, this is not paying me five <laughs> days a week. Yeah. Where am I going? Will this get to a stage? <laughs> am I going to have to?" you know, when I'm 40, revert back to some job that I don't want. You have those moments mm. all the time. I don't know if you do, but we both have had those. And like across the whole journey, we're like, you question the success, the speed in which it grows. You know what it's like. It's like, you know, you get these massive highs of spikes. You get a big guess, big downloads. Everything's chugging away. You've got people messaging you. Momentum. Momentum. Mm. And then you have the opposite. You're like, why am I tick- why are TikTok videos getting two hundred views and it won't go past it? Why is not why is that mm. why are the downloads down this week? Like, what is going on? Like we've got this amazing yeah, guest. Like why won't right they now. share? Yeah, I had like five months of growth and then I've had like two months of like decline. In the last two months, I'm like, I'm gonna pick it back up. Oh, yeah, it's like that. Eh? It's so hard. But in those moments, I know Doss has come to me and I've gone to him. And luckily, the other one at those moments is feeling really optimistic and can mm. pick ourselves up. Yeah. Be like, All right, back on the horse. And then we remind ourselves all the time. We, we look at who we've interviewed and we're like, some of these people, especially in Melbourne in sport, we grew up idolizing these people. Mm. And the mm, fact that they've- networking. Yeah, yeah. And you've come to our old studio, which we're not at anymore, but you, you may remember, you walk up like six flights of stairs um, to this two bedroom apartment. And we've had people that we consider like absolute idols of ours. And we've made them do this walk. <laughs> and my, my old man rang us one day <laughs> when we needed a pickup. Yeah. And he, he reminded us one night and we laughed our heads off. He's like- <laughs> If you look, if you boys said three years ago when you're in, in on the peninsula, Safety Beach, trying to think of content, that one day you'd have Matthew Richardson, James Hurd, Glenn Boss, like all these people w- drive to you in Hawthorne, walk up the stairs to sit down across from you guys and chat to you for an hour, you'd absolutely pinch yourselves. Yeah. 
And it's those moments where you go, regardless of what happens, this is here forever. I can, these podcasts are not, you know, that audio podcast, that visual podcast, I can show my children, mm. my grandchildren, they can, it, it would last forever. It's yeah. evergreen. And that's the part where you go, all right, regardless, we talk about legacy, there's somewhat of a legacy mm. to show. And I don't know if ah. you feel that way too. Yeah, you guys are evergreen, good word. I learned that when I first had a producer of pod, a podcast. It's funny, I've like gone, not backwards, but I had like, I was with Listener, where well, was yeah, Podcast One like, for like 20 episodes yeah. and I had a producer and stuff and then I, they left and I've done the last 80 myself and ever since I took it over, it's had way grow. So it's a good one for anyone <laughs> listening. If you're yeah. like, oh, I need like a producer in a studio and like I had that for ages and mm. I had zero growth. And then once I went out on my own, it skyrocketed. So it's like, you don't need that producer and big company to take you on to grow a podcast. Like mm. you need to show you can do it yourself first. But a good one, I think you guys are like this of those days where you're like, oh, what am I doing? Now that you know, like this is the way I think of it. It doesn't matter the speed or the destination that you're trying to get to. But the important thing is making sure that you're walking in the right direction. Mm. And that's how it feels like you guys are now. It's like, sure, you might not be where you want to be or where you could be but as long as you're heading in that direction that's far better than giving up and heading in a direction that's not going to lead to mm. fulfillment as right now you can see you guys like inspired waking up it's like you're heading in the right direction that's all good like you can never get west but you can always head west on a compass you said something about oh sorry you oh i was just gonna say like and you also have moments like that do keep you chugging along mm. so last night we had a moment and and it might have been a moment for Dan. It was definitely a moment for me. And we're currently in Queensland. I've only met my partner in the last year. Um, we're staying in her family's home. They've welcomed us in. We've, bring, we've brought the podcast up to Queensland for the week. Um, we've interviewed some freaking cool people. And we're driving home from Brizzy after, you know, having a massive day. And Frank Sinatra, My Way, was on. Dee's like, I'm putting Frank... And we both love... My favourite song of all time. And... That was blasting. And I was like, if if like if you said this to me like three years ago, that like we're doing this drive right now from Brisbane to Kingy and we've interviewed these people and we're paying ourselves and we've got a videographer in the car and we're able to pay him too. And and like and this song is blasting. And I'm like, you know what? Like, this is it. Like mm. this is hundred percent it. And it actually I said to D, I said Goosebumps. I got goosebumps, like, and I actually had a few tears, like, mm. and I was belting it, like, <laughs> I was belting it, but those are moments that you need, they're mm. the little reminders, and I think if people aren't careful enough, they're everywhere, and you need to be able to see them and mm. appreciate them, because Good if point. you don't, like, you are going to keep feeling stuck and behind and comparing yourself, and I get into that all the time, yeah. D has to pull me back all the time, yeah. and, and vice versa, but... You need to find those moments. Yeah, we always compare across and up rather than across and down. And it's like sometimes right. it's important to so compare true. to the people who are on episode 10 and you guys go, wow, we have done a lot. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it's cool to see where you guys are come. Like you said, you should be proud. It's nice to see that you're like doing something that you love. And as well, I think it's important to note the fact that now that the work you're doing where you're doing packages for other people, you wouldn't be able to do that unless you've done your 100 episodes that's first right. or your 150 episodes first because that's where you've learned the skills and people are like, oh, I don't know where to start. It's like you guys did a year of putting some time out each Friday to make sure you have your episode up for Monday and it takes a year or two to do that. But it's like if you're not willing to do that year or two to get there, mm. then don't make complaints that you're not where you want to be. It's like it does take and I'm the same. Like it took me 
I think it took me like a hundred episodes before I made ascent from the podcast. Like yeah. it takes time, like hundreds of hours of work. But that's the sacrifice. Like, I, it's never for the money, obviously, but it's like eventually it can come if you're willing to dedicate that time. I think in your instance, though, as well, is you had to go through that with your surfing career too. Mm. Like, yeah. you probably, I don't know how many years. Delayed gratification. You, yeah, I don't know how many years like. you had to do that until you saw something. Mm. So you kind of, ha- you you know how that works. Whereas I reckon a lot of others, they don't. And yeah. they try something and then they obviously, it's just too much. Plus, you said something on our podcast when we interviewed you and we say this now, we kind of, we've kind of used this. You said to us oh, that yeah. I'm three years in to my 15 year apprenticeship and that to us, we're like, that w- that was just a life. We say we're it all the like, time. We mm. say, we always say that. We're like, we're in this for 15 years. We're not in this for three. We're in yeah. this for 15. So we're here at three years. Where are we, where are we going to be in 15 years? And mm. when shit goes wrong, which it always does, <laughs> not always, but occasionally things go wrong. Always, that's what I was saying to Doss last night. I'm like, when little things happen that really piss you off, I'm like, all right, three years' time, yeah. that's not going to matter. Who yeah. cares? Because we're going to be here, not mm. here. We think it's good now. We're going to take it to another level. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that one, the apprenticeship one. That's how I, I kind of just think about like what I'm doing now. Like, I'm about to hit year four next year. That's like my four years of being an apprentice, learning how to do the trade. And then from then, the next four years is going to be the first four years out of being fully qualified where you think you kind of know what's going on, but really you don't know shit compared to the bosses. Like you know, Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm looking at that because that so gives good. me a lot less pressure in my own mind to have to be somewhere. It's like mm. all well and good when those big leaps do come, but it allows me to feel a lot more yeah just okay with the pace of stuff as long like i said before as long as you're heading in the right direction it's yeah. all good mm. so what's the plans for dawson d heading forward what's the next two to three years goals what's the next it's 12 fun, months isn't it? goal like yeah. yeah give us give us a little what? bit of projection i'm excited mate um and the thing is because it's changed i think once we once we decided all right we're, we're really focused on the entertainment aspect which is fun so we'll say it right now. Today, straight up this podcast, we're yeah. hitting we're hitting the the ocean with Cooper. Hit, hitting the surf with Cooper. Hitting the surf. Yeah. Now, Doss and I do not surf at all. We've surfed once in our lives and it was an absolute disaster. So we're going to need a quick <laughs> lesson. But we're now putting together, we're trying to, like a lot of creatives are doing, trying to get everything to YouTube. And we've decided, all right, let's utilize these awesome guests we speak to, like yourself, in your profession or your career or your passions or whatever it may be. And let's go, let's go Doss VD, and experience that you're the professional in so in your case surfing so we've done um you're talking about nitro circus earlier we've got a great relationship with cam sinclair he's yeah. been on the show a couple of times um so we've backflipped with him into a um into a foam pit on a moto on, on a yeah motorbike. do you guys know how to ride motos prior no nope. no so he was he was driving it and we're on the oh, front. Oh, and you held on. So they're like, they're like, for oh, we've been in V8s. Oh, and, and like, again, mate, that's experiences that they're the moments too where you pinch yourself and go, who else is doing this on like a, yeah. on like a Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock? You're like, this is <laughs> yeah. so cool. Um, so we're doing these sorts of things. So we're going to try and really, we, we used to say we're a podcast. Now we're saying we're content creators or whatever you want to call it. We've done a lot of different work. Um, you know, we love our footy. So we were fortunate enough last year to do a bit in that space outside yeah, the grounds um so we're trying to take you know what we're doing to a new level in terms of the entertainment the podcast the content we we're doing a lot of traveling now but we also on the side we want to build a, a business that and we're open we're open and saying this <laughs> our goal is to sell it one day now you know because people say when you start a business you should have an exit strategy well can we create a business that is sellable that one day because our passion isn't necessarily editing 
But if we can create enough, you know, clients that are consistent, we can provide a good product, and then a bigger agency comes along and says, "I want your clients," that would be that would be an amazing goal to have. That could then fund us doing what we love. So, mm. what else do you think, mate? I, yeah, I, I think you've probably hit the nail on the head. I think a really big part of what we want to keep doing is keep building great connections. Yeah, definitely. like that's um, the more people we can talk to, share their story, um, and also for us to, to listen to, I think one thing being in this like industry or this space is you can get complacent and think you do know it all and think yeah. you have like talked to enough people and like, we're talking about, pop- <laughs> yeah. we were talking about it yesterday. We had an interview up in Brizzy and with a, a, another group of people and like, we're talking about the American market and, oh. and they're, you know, thinking about a move to America and simply because it's an op- it's it's just so much larger scope. Twenty seven mil here versus three eighty mil there in and, population. And like, you know, we laughed at it and you go, but it's it makes so much sense. Like if you want to make it, it, it it'd be a great idea to go over there. But I to my point, like, we haven't even touched the surface in terms of people here. Mm. So I think we just want to continue to build our network and if we can help people as well. Um you know, that just makes it even sweeter. Plus, yeah, of course, we want to. And the underlining reason is people that listen to us, whether they listen, and again, they might listen to us telling this story about us having sex three years ago and something horribly going wrong, like some really crude story that's in an entertainment jokey way or some funny story that happened on the weekend and, you know, whatever it may be. The underlining message is always, which is, you know, not everybody can see, is that we are trying to inspire people to look beyond... Um, what they can probably see at the moment. And our focus is saying that our, one of our big words is relatability. We're always from the start, we said we want to be relatable. And we talk about vulnerability too. And we're big on vulnerability. There's, there's vulnerability about sharing your emotions, your, you know, your, your deepest challenges, your trauma, all that kind of stuff, which we're all for. But we feel too, there's a lot of vulnerability that isn't spoken about in sharing funny stories, mm. sharing embarrassing stories, going up to that girl and getting totally rejected you know things going wrong because so many people have that happen to them and they think they're the only person that's happened to if we can share it and say look we're telling the world and we're laughing at ourselves and he's taking the piss out of me i'm taking the piss out of him but people listen to that and go okay it's it's not just me Mm. and then they listen deeper and deeper and suddenly the underlining message is we're saying look we just believe and if there's something you're passionate about go after it Mm. and that's really that comes back to who we're trying to speak to nah i think you guys are doing a great job of it and I um I went to a retreat a couple of days ago. I don't know how this relates to it, but it does. And there was this semantic sexologist chick that came and spoke to like 30 men about um, how to be a superior lover, basically. Really cool chat. She's actually coming on the podcast next week, yeah, which will cool. be interesting. Um, but she, yeah, gave space for guys to kind of ask questions. And because it was like this safe space, there was a few questions that came up about different things in the bedroom, which are obviously quite taboo. And then a lot of guys kind of like, oh, I've had that experience too. And like, I kind of was sitting there going like, oh yeah, like I'm not alone with like those yeah. crazy thoughts that I have that I think I'm like weird or I'm mm. alone. It's like, we're all weird. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. are. Exactly right. Exactly right. 100%. And that, I think what we didn't touch on as well, Cooper, was like our show, it's like we interview people, but like we do a show of just us two once a month or yeah. once every two or three weeks. So it's like we get to interview amazing people, but Dean and I get to sit across from each other, you know, a couple of times a month. And, you know, have a bit of fun, share mm. that stuff um, and just be re- uh, relatable. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I love it. It's cool what you guys have created. I'm looking forward to getting involved in your guys' little challenge outside. <laughs> I'll um I'll make sure I'll leave a link in. I mean, it'll probably come out maybe after yeah, when this episode yeah. comes out, but I'll yeah. um I'll add the link and post it on my socials when it does and we can get you guys out there surfing and do a couple of beach challenges out the front so, of my house. Very but excited. We've got your little mic ready to put on you while we're out there. So, uh, yeah, okay. you'll have to uh, do a bit of commentary. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to come out and push you guys into the waves. Oh, okay. Make it Ooh. a bit easier. Yeah, okay. yeah, and just so we actually get you up, but we'll we'll get to we'll jump that hurdle when we get All to right. it. But boys, it's been absolutely a pleasure thanks, getting to know your stories, having you into my little bedroom studio, and yeah, thanks so much for having me. You got on your guys' at, uh, podcast. I will leave a link to that in the show notes yeah, cool. so you can hear you yes, guys um, cool. interview me. But yeah, I do finish good humans with the same question for everyone, so I'm going to ask you both separately. What does being a good human mean to you, Doss? Being a good human mean to me. Oh, gosh, it's a good question. Yeah, it stumps everyone. It does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm the second one. Should've, you should have listened to my podcast and you would have known right. it was coming. Oh, it's funny, though, because um, we did a podcast and the same thing happened. We got stumped as well and you were second. And yeah. You, you know, you got to have that's a, that's a, I always think, oh, it's so annoying that I'm, it's DOS yeah. and down the second one, but it's moments like this, you go, you beauty. Yeah. Being a good human, I think is simply thinking about the other person all the time. Like, give more than you take. Simple mm. as that. If you do that more often than not, I'm a big believer in karma and it'll come back to you. Love that. Yeah. Beautifully I, I, I think very, very similar. I think Mate, don't copy my no, answer. No, I was about to, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to expand a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think Dos hit the nail on the head. It's, it's, and I think it's too about, I'm big on, you know, if you say you're going to do it, do it, mm, you know? So integrity. being an honest, yeah, integrity, I, I'm big on that. So if you say you're going to do something for someone else, you follow it through. If we say we're going to provide something, you provide it. Um, being a trustworthy person, um, that's, that's for me, that's one thing that I hold really dear to my own morals and my self-integrity is that, yeah, is, is do what you say. Yeah. Bloody love that. Well, thank you guys so much for jumping on. I'll leave in the show notes how you can find you guys. I guess, lastly, just vocally where can uh the crew listening find you guys on socials instagram dos is <laughs> this is how we do it on ours <laughs> yeah um well, dos and d underscore we couldn't get just dos and d we had to put the underscore at the end so that's been like that for a few years uh youtube the dos and d show and then facebook the dos and d show tiktok tiktok Dawson D. D. Um, we're, we're everywhere. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, the Dawson D show, you'll find Cooper Chapman episode 107. 107. Uh, there, and you'll find uh, all our previous episodes. None of that got lost in the hard drive. So that's there Thank for God, everyone. Yeah. And we always. seven. What are you guys? Or oh, you guys are going to be like 104 on mine. Maybe I'll wait. Maybe, maybe I'll put it out 107 yeah. as yeah, well. Push it. Like, push it well, we, 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 all, we also like saying, you know, we, we recommend, you know, you kind of maybe listen from now and go backwards rather than start from the start and read forward. Because there's a bit <laughs> yeah. in the end that may lose a few people when we we're in those days of struggling for content but um <laughs> yeah. there's plenty of good stuff there but yeah coops mate we're a big fan of what you're doing um we love you we watch you follow uh, we watch you closely we follow you so thank you so much for for taking the time to speak to us and yeah we we love the connection mate so thank you you're doing right. an amazing amazing job well thank you guys for jumping on let's go for a surf let's, let's do, do it, it. Thanks, hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 